Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live here from our massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Just me tonight, Aaron, is still out and about traveling. Um, so, you know, one of the things that gets discussed all the time is this premise that you know, software is eating the world. Uh, we're seeing new businesses being started all the time that are software centric. We're seeing new applications being built all the time. And we tend to forget that, uh, you know, somewhere between, you know, the developer having a great idea and that thing getting out on a website, onto your mobile phone, into an IoT device, you know, there's a huge set of processes and things that have to happen. And so tonight we're really excited uh, to sort of talk about that, uh, we're uh, excited to have uh, Shlomi Ben-Haim, who is CEO of JFrog. So Shlomi, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be uh, on your show. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, a little bit of background for your journey. You've, you've been uh, with JFrog basically since the beginning, uh, running the company. Um, give us a little bit of, you know, what's, you know, a little bit of your background and what the last you know, six, seven years of, of running JFrog has been like? Well, it was, it is a great journey. And together with the, the co-founder, Joab Landman, our CTO, and Fred Simon, our chief architect, we founded JFrog, uh, which is our second venture. Actually, our first company was uh, successfully acquired in 2005. Three years later, we stepped out and uh, found JFrog to be the company behind the uh, Artifactory, the uh, universal repository manager. Right, right. And, you know, for, for anybody that's, that's not familiar with JFrog, so, you know, our audience, uh, you know, very familiar with kind of what's going on in open source, uh, you know, GitHub, uh, things like Jenkins and so forth. Where, where does Artifactory and JFrog and, and Bintray, you know, where do you guys kind of fit in the big picture of what everybody tends to call continuous delivery, continuous integration? Yes, this is the specific domain that we are part of. Uh, so people would call us the binary people. Okay. Um, we came up with the first repository manager to manage your binaries. And um, when, we did, when we realized that uh, the old pain is about how fast can you release software, how can you automate it and have more releases and more updates, we realized that you have to break software into pieces, and for that, you will have to store binaries as binaries and treat them as first-level citizens. And this is uh, how we came up with, uh, with the need for uh, a smart binary repository manager that integrates with your continuous integration environment. This is how we work with Git um, and the GitHub tools. This is how we work with Jenkins and other CI servers and the CloudBiz guys. And... Um, with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, community wisdom injected to our roadmap, we build Artifactory to be a universal solution that supports whatever developer you are. So you can use C++, Java, Ruby, Scala, whatever, or whatever DevOps engineer you are and whatever packages you use, like RPM, Debian, Docker. And this is how we came up with the, the first Docker registry, the first NPM repository, and the first Maven repository. Right, right. <clears throat> which, which everybody's kind of trying to catch up to you guys these days. And so, I, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of talk these days about, you know, buzzwords like cloud native applications and, and microservices. And, uh, you know, like we, we said, you know, all this talk about how software is changing businesses, which is which is very true. We see examples of it all the time. But but I don't feel like there's enough discussion about, 
you know, what goes into, you know, getting, getting that software into production and how do you, how do you find that, um, you know, maybe outside of the Valley sometimes, you know, how do you find that companies that are, they're trying to write more software or trying to be more nimble, do, do they get, you know, are they getting, you know, what all has to go on behind the scenes to make that possible that, you know, they need Artifactory, they need Bintray, they need the things that JFrog delivers? Absolutely. And uh, every day we see more and more people that uh, are thinking that way and executing this methodology. So just something like four years ago, you would still find developers or engineers that would be um, debating the need for a, a repository manager for binaries. They would still argue the fact that they can host their binaries on a version control. Today, I think it's a common practice. Everybody understand that in order to automate your binary flow and in order to build software uh, fast, um, you would have to, to, to treat the code on the binary level. And this is how um, they use Artifactory as the storage house that integrate with the continuous integration. The next logical step was to distribute binaries as binaries as not, and not as the application or, or, or as a code. And uh, um, while GitHub is doing a great job um, managing source code or tools that are managing version control, Bintray allows you actually to distribute binaries as binaries and software packages stay as software packages. Um, and this is why we just celebrate on April over a billion downloads from Bintray a month. Wow. A billion a month, yes. Wow, that's that's it's incredible. It's but you know the numbers kind of boggles the mind when they get that big. Um, it, you know, it's interesting when I when I talk to the DevOps crowd, you know, they th- there's obviously lots of talk about uh, you know uh, collaboration and and culture and, and what people need to do. But what I always tend to find is they always come back to saying, you know, if, if I have to start somewhere in this this new process of developing software and this new model. Um, you know, you, you've got to get your your continuous integration pipeline first, right? In terms of in terms of tools and technology, do you, do you find that sort of tends to be a good starting point? You've got to have the ability that says whenever you work out between your teams how you're going to go fast, you've got to have that that sort of engine factory in the middle that's that's ready to to deal with it um, as, as a good starting point when people want to talk about DevOps and and moving faster with software. Absolutely. I think that the, 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 the fact that most of the organization, and it doesn't matter if it's big or small or what industry it's coming from, we have customers from, from different industries in different sizes, and everybody speak about how fast they should build their software and how fast they should release their software. We always say in JFrog that we are not in the business of software, we are in the business of speed, and we are software providers. So this is the number one pain that we are trying to solve. And while we are doing it, we have to understand that it's a lot of plumbing issue that you have to take care of. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that your CI server works with your repository, that works with your deployment tool, that works uh, well with your data center, and everything is super secured. Right. So right. the answer is yes. Yeah. I, you know, you, you just brought up a good point. You said, you know, we're in the business of going fast. Everybody talks about delivering software faster, which is... You know, obviously, that's a it's an easy thing to say. Hey, the the faster we deliver software, the better you know user experience. But there's there's some there's some red flags in their places, right? There's you start having a lot of people developing software. Um, you have to be concerned about you know where the software come from. Is it is it secure? Do we introduce a vulnerability? Uh, you know, are we getting outside of compliance? You guys have some some pretty exciting announcements coming up around that that ability to sort of inspect what's going on 
as software is being built and packaged and so forth. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on in that space? Yeah, absolutely. And we are very excited to launch our fourth product, basically, um, which called JFrog X-Ray. And um, it's exactly, uh, as you mentioned, Brian, people don't really know what their build includes, what they release, and how it will impact their production. And while we are very, very well um, executing the automation these days, uh, together with the other partners in this ecosystem, we are still not certain about what we push to production. And this is how we came up with JFrog X-Ray. So JFrog X-Ray is not just a smart scanner, scanner that sits on top of your repository and reports what your containers includes or what your software packages includes. It will give you a very, very clear dependency graph that will take you all the way to the bottom. So you will know exactly what the container have inside, what the packages have inside, and what dependencies are included. But not just that, we wanted to have this radical transparency plus an impact analysis tool that will tell you that this security vulnerability that you have, this compliance that you have, will impact you on production in that data center or data data center with this build or that build. And everything should be super automated with the very powerful API. So we build and designed X-Ray to be a generic tool. It will ride on top of databases of security vulnerability like version I, which come out of the box with X-Ray, or Black Duck, our partners that we will integrate with, White Source, our partners that we will integrate with. And remember, that X-Ray is integrating with Artifactory, which anyways have all the dependencies and the metadata on the binary level. So this is a very powerful tool that not just providing you with the transparency and the insight into your containers or software packages, but also provide you with the impact analysis. And, and we are excited to have this first solution in the world that will help you protect your production and maybe maybe we'll uh, smooth the conversation between DevOps and uh, InfoSec uh, engineers. Yeah, no, that's, that's exciting because I, I think what we see is, you know, we're, we're starting to see people, you know, kind of come to this realization. We hear things like Docker say, you know, 60, 70% of the, the things in, in Docker Hub, you know, unfortunately are, you know, infected with some sort of uh, security vulnerability, a malware or something, um, you know, and, and we see a lot of people that build, some technology that might be, you know, for example, container centric or OS centric, you know, I, I think people are really looking for, uh, you know, a little broader scope in terms of, you know, I, I want it to be able to, you know, not sort of force me to have to use a specific technology, but be intelligent enough to, to be able to plug in, be able to understand, you know, has this been deployed? If it's already been deployed, where is it? How do I get it back out of production? Um, how do I, you know, wh- what do I have to do to patch it? So that's, that's a very, very cool powerful piece of technology you're building. Um, so give us a sense. Um, I, you know, I was looking, I was looking over, you guys have a, a user conference and I want to get into that a little bit, but I was, um, I was looking over the, the people that are, that are coming to your user conference next week. You know, a lot of really uh, well-known names, technology names, you know, Adrian Cockroft will be there from Netflix and Yahoo will be there. Google will be there, but you guys have a, a lot, a lot of different customers. Can you, can you give us a sense sometimes you know, what, what, what do your customers look like that aren't in Silicon Valley, that are out, you know, in the Midwest, the United States, or, or you know, other parts of the world that aren't, you know, in Silicon Valley? What are they doing to, to adopt, you know, DevOps, adopt continuous integration? Do you see differences around the world? 
Um, so we see differences in, in different industries and not necessarily in location. Okay. So uh, the one thing that we are very excited to see um, is that uh, now with over 2,000 customers and more than 60,000 installed open source servers, um, we really kind of monitoring the dev and DevOps industry. And what we see is that there are some standards in the market today. So we see that more than 75% of the industry will use Jenkins as uh, CI servers. And uh, most of uh, our users will start a project with Git as the version control. And we are happy and proud and honored to, to be in this statistics. Having Artifactory is one of the standards. And people are now starting to, to design their solution uh, with building their tool set uh, based on the community wisdom and not just what one vendor or another vendor told them. And this is this is something very strong. Speaking about Swamp Up next next uh, next week, it's it's amazing to see uh, the speaker lineup because you can see there speakers from startups of uh, a few people and you can see the speakers from companies like Netflix and Oracle and VMware and Riot Games, and um, and and this is amazing because everybody is sharing the, the same the same uh, best practices and of how to do automation these days. And remember, you know there are the tools which are the top at the wall. These these are the tools that you open the top and you see water flowing. And there are the tools that are the pipe inside the walls, like JFrog, like the other DevOps tool that behind the scene are the engine that that, that boosts the software and make it liquid. Um, but uh, nothing happened until until you don't see the water flowing, right? But right. when you see when you see that the software is not flowing, then you break the wall. And this is where DevOps shine. This is where DevOps start to put uh, um, some efforts in in optimizing uh, the, this whole pipe all the way from build to production. Everything should be with zero human intervention. Yeah, no, that's 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 fascinating. I, you know, I'm thinking about this. There's, you know, there, there's certain you know, acronyms that float around in our industry. We've got things like like LAMP stack that people know from a development perspective and and some other things. But, you know, it's it's interesting. You were talking about, you know, 75% of the people use Git or they use Jenkins. You know, you guys, you guys should come up with sort of an acronym that includes maybe Git, Jenkins, JFrog <laughs> or Artifactory, you know, so, so there's a, there's a terminology that kind of goes with, you know, what's going on, like you said, in the, in the behind the walls plumbing and so forth, kind of make that a standard. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you, yeah, you know, sort of. Yeah that's, yeah, that's funny that you mentioned it, Brian. We all we already call it inside the community the Jag stack. Uh, Jag Jenkins Jag stands for Jenkins Artifactory Git. So everybody already used the Jag stack uh, buzzword. Oh, uh, good. And funny that you mentioned it. Yeah, I, I I hadn't heard it, but I I need to pay a little more attention to that. So. Um, so you know, it, it was interesting. I was, I was watching. I was watching some of the videos from from last year's one. You you came out. You gave a talk. You were really passionate and just said, "Look, look, you know these these communities are all about users." And and you know you're you're doing your event in Napa, which is a you know by itself a fantastic place to visit. What do you what do you get from users? What do you see at your user conference that maybe is a little bit different than than other things in terms of people sharing, in terms of you know kind of how the idea flow works or you know new ideas that are coming up. Yeah, well, what what a great question! Thank you for that. We it, we build Swamp Up to be different than other conferences. Along the year, we are joining more than fifty different conferences of the community, different communities: Python, Java, Scala, DevOps, Dev, 
all kinds of conferences. And what we wanted to create with SwampUp was a, di a bit different. It's not just about the content and it's not just about the speakers. It's about community connect. And while you take this community out of the, of the city and, and isolate them in a good way, in a great place like Napa, in a great time of the year like May, um, you allow them to interact um, after the conference and after the talks were done and sitting with the speaker on the same table when we have dinner together and when we have a beer together at the cash bar on the after party. And this is all about building a knowledge center that is not owned by, by a vendor. It's a knowledge center that is owned by the community and people are enriching each other, empowering each other, staying in touch. We got some emails from people that uh, ask us what about Swamp Up even before we announced Swamp Up. And this is why we doubled the number of days. So last year it was one day, this year it will be two days. And we have more than four tracks. Last year it was two tracks. So it means that the community votes with the leg and we are very, very excited to be there. And of course we are um, welcoming everyone to join us in Napa. Yeah, no, it, it looks it looks like a cool event. I, you know, we're gonna we're recording this a little bit early. It'll go out right around the time when the show starts. So, uh, you know, hopefully, maybe some of the sessions will get recorded and people can watch them if they don't get a chance to attend. Um, so, I'll ask you last question because I know you're busy. Um, you know, software software by itself is difficult to build, um, but you know, we're seeing every industry is is really interested either in in you know, moving forward where they are, making sure they're not disruptive, they're, they're offering new things, you know, kind of putting your, your crystal ball hat on. Are you seeing anything, you know, that, that piques your interest or inspires you that sort of says, hey, you know, maybe, maybe software is, is getting a little easier to build? Um, you know, are we going to see it, you know, get more, you know, kind of democratized and able to get into, you know, industries that, that weren't there before? Are you seeing anything that, you know, kind of tells you, wow, we're, we're getting ready for another big, you know, up curve about how fast people build software or how, how effective they build it. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned that we move forward so fast in JFOG. We say, uh, once you leap forward, you won't go back. And I think that, um, the next challenge and specifically because we dealing, we are dealing with binaries. The next challenge is IOT. So if you think about it, you build your software, you build it rapidly, you push it uh, and distribute it on a binary level, and then who is the consumers? Who, who are really the, 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 these consumers that consume binaries? It's all about devices and machines and robots, um, like, like what we see with, uh, with Jenkins and other tools, but also other devices and machines. And I think that the next challenge for DevOps would be serving the IoT revolution. And with, uh, with having a very secure pipe that can take in an automated way your binaries code, your build, your software from dev to production to the consumer, which is uh, a machine or a device, will turn out to be the next challenge. It will, what we call the, it will be the, the continuous update and we will be users. We will not be the consumers. And we are very excited to see it. We already see it happening on Bintray. And, and I think that that will be the next DevOps challenge in the upcoming years. Interesting. Yeah, no, we're, we're seeing a ton of people very interested around, around IoT and, and uh, you know, kind of exploring all those areas. So that's, that's fantastic. So last thing, um, 
you know, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, follow what's going on with JFrog, what you're doing, maybe where the, the team's going to be out and about, what, what's the good best, best place to go, you know, find out, uh, interact with your community, interact with your team? Well, we are everywhere, as I said. Uh, while we will be in Swamp Up, uh, our team will also be in Europe in two different conferences. Uh, we have Meetup, we have Webinar. JFrog.com contains all the information of where we are. We are always happy to interact and meet the community. We are empowered by the community, and I think that uh, this is what we do best. Uh, this is how we design JFrog. And this is how we execute our roadmap. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, very good. I, I thank you very much for the time tonight. It's been uh, it, to me. It's always interesting to see, you know, kind of what's going on inside of the factory. The factory now becomes sort of a, a digital bits factory. It's making software instead of widgets, and uh, I appreciate your insight into you know giving us an idea of what's going on and, and what's driving it. So, thank you very much for that, and uh, for everybody listening. Thanks for listening. For Aaron, for Shlomi, uh, we will uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian. May the frog be with you. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 